Good morning, everybody. I'm your host, Ken Rose, and we are live at Tiki Hut Studios today. Well, actually, Joe and I are not in the studio today, but uh, I'm going to introduce. let Joe do some introductions because <laughs> we are having a good time drinking some margaritas. In- <laughs> Go. I don't drink margaritas. Strawberry jackfruit, peanut coladas, that's my thing. (laughs) Anyways, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Joe No Show with Joe Carlisle, Ken, and Lisa Rose, too. And today we have an awesome guest. Are you awesome? Okay. We have. You can't shake your head, it may be radio. We we have an amazing guest. Uh, Banks, how do you you pronounce your last name? I don't want to destroy it. Uh, Helfrick. Helfrick. Yeah. Woo, boy, plenty of material there. Uh, That's why. (laughs) Go by Banks. Banks. You know. So, and actually very memorable. So I remember your name because right. it's Banks, well, right? You know, Joe knows. Yeah, Joe knows. Yeah. Joe knows Banks. <laughs> it's like money in the banks. <laughs> so, that's right. Welcome, Banks. Uh, banks is actually running for the Florida House. Uh, we don't often bring on politicians, but he has a history we thought would be interesting and fit well with Ken and I. So, welcome. <laughs> what do you have to say for yourself? Uh, well, first of all, I'm apolitical, so I'm an apolitical politician. And we can stop it right there with the, the whole... Is that like asexual? It's, like, well, it's, it's atypical. I'm not, I'm not really yeah. political. Atypical. It is actually. Anything A in front of it says it's not. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, my, my background is pretty uh, wild. Uh, I've done anything I've actually wanted to do in my life, so... Um. Well, well, good. We're going to get into that, but but more importantly, who's running the show? You gotta say hello to me. Oh. Hello, Lisa. <laughs> Let me get it to click over. <laughs> Come on. Uh. <clears throat> there I am. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Lisa Rose. Good Welcome, Lisa. Today. Thank you. Sorry, you're in the studio again. <laughs> Man, they're always at these cool places, and I'm stuck here. Yeah, she misses the trip. <laughs> Banks, Joe, and I are at beautiful Crab Island up in Destin, and uh, we've got the beautiful water behind us, boats, tiki bars, and slides, and all kinds of fun stuff. So uh, while we're he- while we're here having a good time, Lisa's in the studio as usual, because somebody's got to know what the hell's going on yeah, in there. Yeah, and I've already <laughs> been there, so... Oh, you've already been we're, there. We're very happy to have Lisa back in the <laughs> studio. It's, yeah, it's- she was ill. It's uh, she was she was not feeling good and you may hear you know, a little cough every now and then but it's just a residual cough yes and we're not going to wear now. masks period end of story no just no just no hell no no it was it's a not going to happen infection. no masks Joe no take mask. off your Halloween mask please it's it's offending people no this is real <laughs> boo I earned this all right what do we got going on Joe uh, hey I wanted to ask Crab Island what do you suppose they call it Crab Island Lisa knows. I crab actually don't Island. know why they call it Crab Island. But, but I mean, is it shaped But tell like us a crab? about it. How do you get do there? Get what do you do? There? I, I actually don't know the meaning behind the Crab Island, behind the name, but um, it's just a cool place. It's kind of like a disappearing island where all the, you know, the boats kind of congregate there to, a to disip- party. Like, um, it's only here, like, it's just very during shallow, party season. <laughs> very shallow, and all the boats go there. And there's actually a huge inflatable playground like for kids. I mean, right. it's ginormous and they have to pay like a certain fee to, to do it. But You're serious. It like the island disappears. What at high tide? Yeah. Yeah. You can only yeah. get there by boat or something. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow, I saw that bridge. I thought that was, what, what is that? The bridge is that the bridge from Destin to uh, somewhere else? I don't know what's behind us. I've been, I, I've been I drinking all morning. I believe so. <laughs> Well, there's probably I think crabs there. What's it? That, that's <laughs> what I'm wondering. Is it shaped there. like a crab? Is no, it because I, it disappears like a crab at high tide. Technically, Joe, the the it's called Crab Island because there's a lot of drinking, partying, people in bikinis. I invite Banks on because he's a politician. I thought he had a cool vibe. Oh, thanks. he's running for house, and and uh, I I always think we could use new blood in the government. Uh, please, God, people, stop voting for these guys who are 190 years <laughs> old. Okay, they still think the same way they did in 1955. And I'm talking about everybody from our federal congressman all the way down to our local area. So if you're out there and you're holding an elected position and you're like over the age of 40, I'm talking to you. 
Open up your eyes, open up your mind, open up your ears, and close your mouth. Thank you very much. Well, Joe, I'm, I'm 59. <laughs> and, and but I you're am, new blood. <laughs> I, I am in an elected position yeah. in Lake County. I'm oh, Lake, are you? I'm Lake Soil Water Conservation District C1 oh. chairperson, uh, which was... Um, I was unopposed, so they... What is that position? What is that position? What do you do? Um, what do I do? Uh, we have a $1.2 million budget over oh. three years. Yeah. Okay. We are the biggest financial district. Every county has one. Financially, we're the biggest mm-hmm. district, and we, we cover the, the 23 counties wow. of the state. So we have a mobile irrigation lab, which goes out and tests uh, water at businesses, uh, Not regulatory. So, gotcha. And I've been doing that for three and a half years. So you're not a bad guy then when you do that. You're you're you're, you're helping. We're saying, hey, yeah. this is where you can save money. Or yeah. You want to save money? This is how you can do it. You do it if you want to. It's up to you. Now, what's the, what's the, what's this new position that you're uh, running for? Uh, State House District 25, which is basically 48 Okahumka, straight down to the four corners. Okay. And then what what do you do if you're elected? Uh, what do I do? Basically, I allocate funds uh, at the state level for a budget. Oh, so, so get as much money as possible. So those funds could be funneled to Brand Squad, Minuteman <laughs> Press, and if, and and if the can county, I get a Remax uh, uh, real uh, estate uh, in the area a government contract? All right. And that's why we invited banks because it's all about ourselves. It's all it's about all what about we can pay get out of it. For play. <laughs> uh, this is why you brought me to this island. Huh? Yeah. yeah, you don't say what we like. We're just going to leave you and drive away. <laughs> Yeah, so it's not going to work. Well, we're on video right now. So, this is why. we're covering all the bases. That's what we do. Oh, great. Wonderful. Uh, Are you familiar with Jiggle Man? No, no. Jiggle Man. Man. Oh, boy. I know know Jiggle Girl, but that's a whole other story. (laughs) I can't believe I never thought that up myself. (laughs) If you go on and Google Jiggle Man, I am not the big heavyset guy on a couch doing this. Okay, that's not me. That's not me. All right. Let's not go to the reason you brought up Jiggle Man. <laughs> well, Jiggle Man actually precedes me. I was at this function this morning in Leesburg. I'm talking to this uh, three women, and this one woman says, "You look like somebody I know." And I said, "Martin Short," because a lot of people say I look like Martin Short. Oh, you do. Oh, oh yeah. I don't, I don't sound like him. Yeah. And she's like, "No, you're Jiggle Man." <laughs> <laughs> I, I had the the pleasure of having her explain to the other two women what Jiggle Man does, because I have no idea what Jiggle Man does. <laughs> Oh, so you're actually not Jiggle Man. No. I am Jiggle Man. Oh, you are Jiggle Man. But I, I, I don't describe, I don't know how to describe. Oh, okay. You just got to see them. You know what, oh. uh, Lisa, go go look up on, on uh, YouTube, Jiggle Man on The Late Show with David Letterman. Just You've been it. on The You've Late on Show with David, with David Letterman? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. All right. I, 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 I don't know what you guys get ready. Wow. <laughs> so, so you must be funny. <laughs> <laughs> we have to see this. Oh, please. Oh. <laughs> I, I, all right, you know what? We're gonna splice in the clip <laughs> because I can do that. <laughs> okay, people tell you you look like Martin. You know, when I was young, people used to tell used to tell me that. Uh, you and like I mean, Al young, like twenty. No, no, oh. Bruce Willis. Oh, Bruce Willis. Oh, yeah, Bruce Willis. Uh, and then, then I crossed over forty, and they started telling me I looked like Jason Alexander. <laughs> okay. From Seinfeld? From Seinfeld, yes. I can see There's that. The whole, the hair started going. I would, I would think of more you know, of the uh, Sopranos got, got guy, kind of uh, Gandalfo. Well, that, I got to right. a place. Oh, yeah, okay. But, you know, there was a time where Jason Alexander was probably pretty accurate. <laughs> the title actually says Jiggle, Jiggle Man on the Late Show. That's it. And he's bouncing on a... <laughs> That's that's what I do. That's what I did. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and he rolls across the <laughs> was so was that like what? before your clown days? Is that part of your clown days? It was after. It was oh, that after. is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, check well, it out. <laughs> check it out on David Letterman. Now, this is exactly why our country's going in the toilet. <laughs> what? Is-
So, so you know, I was I I, I was reading Banks of um, it it said that you were a Ringling Brothers clown. Yeah. So, so when did you do that? Uh, eighty nine, eighty seven, eighty eight, eighty eight, eighty seven. Okay, okay. Back in the um, I was, back when you were twelve. Right? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm fifty nine. <laughs> Uh, in um, I was going to graduate school at Georgia State University in Atlanta, mm -hmm. and the circus came for town. The greatest show right. on earth came for town, and they had a, a it was at the Omni, and they had a, a on the marquee it said uh, you know clown college auditions, and I was a bicycle courier at the time, and I was biking by it, and I was like ah, so it was like the next day uh, I just <laughs> told my boss hey I'm gonna take a long lunch. I just biked to the back door, went right in. And sat down and auditioned for like an hour and a half. Really? And uh, afterwards, uh, the guy came up to me, he, who was the dean of the college, said, "You've got to apply. You, you've got to. You've got to apply." So I applied, and six months before I was going to graduate in right. uh, uh, sports nutrition, uh, I got uh, accepted into Clown College. Went wow! Went down to Venice, spent eleven weeks, worked with Dick Van Dyke. Then I got a contract wow. to go on the on the road. Lived in a train car, four foot by six, the size of this table. I wow! In. Tight, tight quarters. Yeah, very tight. Yeah. Ken could never do it. He's claustrophobic. I'm claustrophobic. We, we had windows, we, oh, okay. so you see the world going by. It wasn't going actually by. a coffin, Ken. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, uh, but that had to be a great experience because because I've seen Ringling Brothers at Madison Square Garden, you know, growing up as a kid. So it was always a big to do because they used to bring the elephants um, through 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 the Lincoln Tunnel. They would walk them through the tunnel. Right. Right. So it was always a big event when Ringling Brothers came to town, but no, I guess it's no more. That's it. That, no, uh, I got to go to one. Was, did you go to Ringling Brothers? Yeah, it was it was awesome. Yeah, three ring circus. Do you know why they? Do you know why circuses aren't profitable anymore? Because the animals. The lawsuits because yeah. of the animals. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's oh, and, like 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 PETA and PETA and ASPC. They were always uh, suing yeah. them because of the animals, you know and. And yeah. Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil is all human. Yeah. So there's no yeah, animals. So it's, in right, right. Okay. Well, and yeah. Cirque du Soleil is $250 a ticket. <laughs> well, because humans are able to negotiate contracts better than animals. <laughs> yeah. I've always wanted to see that, though. Yeah, yeah me too. Uh, well, yeah, we can set up some trapeze in, in the bedroom if you like. <laughs> I'll Ken, fly across the room. Ken, that's a different <laughs> show, all right? That's all right. All We're right. going to offend somebody. Oh, well, we have somebody. Uh, we have somebody here running for office. We want to try okay. to keep this one halfway respectable. Okay. <laughs> well, Joe, uh, Ken, um, I, I ended up marrying a showgirl. Really? Who ended up being a trapeze artist? Really? Well, there you go. Are you, are you still married? Uh, we are not. We're not. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. She ran off. Again. <laughs> So, so, um, hooked up. Okay. Sponge diver. I can say it's SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Ken feels oh, so much okay. more relieved you're, you're, now. You're okay for a short time. It's <laughs> the way it goes. It's a quick trip. <laughs> Ken should be blonde. <laughs> oh, boy. But they're all natural sponge. <laughs> That's right. They're all natural. Oh, too much. Sponge boat. Um, Actually, do you know why that area is known? Do you know why it attracted so many Greek immigrants? Was it because of sponges? It's the only place in the world, big industry uh, prior to World War II. Um, for sponging, or actually for centuries, just off the coast of Greece. Hmm. And the people that, when when that area started to get into turmoil after World War One, a lot of those people immigrated to the United States, and the thing they could do if they were sponge divers was move to that part of Florida because it was the same exact, it was the only two places in the world that natural sponge actually grows. Right. Nice. 
And that's wow. where I was born. Too. No, no yeah. kidding. So are you a sponge? Are, are you like, <laughs> Were you a sponge <laughs> diver, too? <laughs> back in the you know, we'll be back in 15 seconds <laughs> to talk about that. Joe, take us away. <laughs> Actually, we are going to take a break, a short pause here to hear from some of the people who support us, who we are very, very grateful for. We'll see you in a second. Be right back. Let's talk about something that very few of us pay attention to. Print. Print is something that just seems to go unnoticed, and yet it is so influential in our everyday lives. We tend to go about our daily routines in a busy rush, and let's face it, there are some things that we may take for granted. We wake up and get ready for the day, and print is all around us. Imagine if it wasn't. Hmm, well that's interesting. Now think about the rest of your day, and let's see what life may look like without print. Our drive to work would certainly be confusing without signage and window graphics. Do you realize how much print you see at the office? Your desk and walls would really look different without the wide variety of products you have all around you, such as brochures, pens, and flash drives. And that great little lunch spot? Well, it would be pretty hard to place an order without menus. No more mail? Really? Oh, I get it. Everyone just advertises online. The truth is, over 60% of online searches are conducted because of print marketing campaigns, including direct mail advertising, flyers, and catalogs. You see, print isn't just about magazines and newspapers. Print is about communication, and at Minuteman Press, we can print your name, image, or logo on just about anything. As a business owner, how do you get your message across and build brand awareness? From marketing and sales materials, to labels and bags, to banners and flags, even custom branded apparel with your name and logo on it. At Minuteman Press, we design, print, and promote you. We are the modern printing industry. Find your local center today at MinutemanPress.com. Yeah, so if you want to sponsor the show, reach <laughs> out to us because we have uh, one, two, three, four, five sponsor spots available. Or 25, and we'll have no show. But either way, we'll get you out there. So, And welcome back. <laughs> Are we back? Yeah. yeah we're, we're, back. Back. Yeah, we're, we're back. back. We didn't go anywhere. Like I said, it really is, this is, see, here's the concept here, Ben. We do this live because we can. <laughs> okay? It's, it gives some of our viewers a chance to be, um, it gives some of our viewers a chance to be, uh, 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 see behind the scenes and see us live. A lot of people, you know, I mean, they, they want to be first up. So that's what the, we get. We get, we give the people what they want. Well, speaking <laughs> of behind the scenes, our producer just found some information for us. Lisa, what are you going to share yeah, with us? Yeah, so about Crab Island. Yes. It, it did get its name uh, because it was shaped like a crab before a hurricane submerged it. Wow. Okay. It's well, a shallow yeah. underwater sandbar near the iconic Destin, Destin Bridge. That is the epicenter of fun in Destin. <clears throat> as boats anchor and people wade in waist-deep emerald green waters. So, yeah. Oh, so it's not even really above ground at all? Ever. No, I was wrong when I said that. Oh, it's very shallow. <laughs> it's all just right. very it's, shallow. It's a shallow. place yeah. for boats to congregate yeah. and party. Yeah. But, but it's definitely, but it above, it's definitely above ground, though. Yeah. I mean, look behind us. I mean, otherwise, you know, we'd be <laughs> drowning. It would, it would be a tough show to do underwater. That could be taken from a boat. <laughs> <laughs> we're just yeah, hang water on. now. <laughs> we're, we're, we're on a boat. <laughs> So, so um. All right. Well, well, you are running for you, as as somebody who's hoping to have a house position. I wanted to bring this up. I saw this the other day, um, <laughs> the, or late last week. Did you know that the U.S. Uh, House of Representatives passed a very interesting law? According to the House of Representatives, what was the law? It, it is legal to smoke marijuana. In the United States, they passed a law making marijuana legal. Well, has that gone all the way through now? No, or? no, oh, no, okay. just passed oh, the just House. Passed. Okay. What I thought was terribly interesting was for the past three months, there's like a hundred congressmen that have been buying up cannabis stock. Oh, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> that doesn't surprise me. It's one of the reasons the stocks have gone up in the last few months. Well, I was, I was, I, I was listening to um, Schumer. <laughs> and, and he because he said that uh, he was excited that this bill was passing. And I'm thinking <laughs> this guy's like 107. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably got a weed farm in his backyard, you know. And he's like, yeah, yeah, mama, 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 can I go out and play? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so just some funny stuff. So uh, uh, go ahead. It's got to go through the Senate though. But still, and, and it doesn't look 
good. It However, doesn't work well? No. It depends on how many of the farmers that are senators. Right. But, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's They're buying it up now because they can get away with it because they know it's not going to pass. But it's kind of like the o- Obamacare, the, the Affordable Care Act. You know, they tried that back under Clinton in his first term, and they tried it again in his second term. It's one... As you pay, because it passed the house, it's now in the lexicon. It's it's in people's minds, becoming normal. At some point, I mean, there's like 49 or 46 states is decriminalized in, and I think there's 10 or 12 that it's actually legal, and another 30 that that it's medically accepted in. So. You know, it, it just it's it's amazing to me that that's it's the incrementalism, the long term plan. So if you're a congressman and you just bought a million dollars worth of cannabis stock, you 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 know, it's going to increase slowly because cannabis industry is growing. Right. And you can get away with it now because it's not terribly obvious when you think it's going to actually pass. Well, then you're not buying it up. You're, right. you're going to hold on to it so it doesn't look like... And then you can say, oh, I've owned that for five years. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody looks... Congress that they're, uh, I, I, they're working on it, and that is that no congressman, congressperson, can uh, invest, or they have to be open with their investments. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, well, that makes sense. So, so, so there's isn't none there of this a, going on. E- isn't there a, a form of that that said that well, says that while they're actually in office, they can't directly trade right. in anything? This is a bill that is... Yeah. is uh, now, so now they the have to be transparent, the thing that I unlike Martha Stewart. You know, they're going to have to... The, I, I just... Knowing how politics works, uh, I'm wondering what the loopholes they built into it is. Yeah. Managers, right. you know, uh, children, right? Well, you bring up the word politics. How about if 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 we had politicians that that were, <laughs> if we if we took out the politicking part of being a politician, and I know that's kind of, it's very hard to wrap your head around, but there's there's no politics into it. And what I mean by that is not being uh, associated with with a with a t- Team with a, a blue or a right, right, or a right and a left. Someone that is there just for the people is there to represent you and you and you and all the people back here swimming. Instead of being like, I'm with this party, this group. Right. And Aren't they called an independent? What they are. Well, but but again, they're their own group. Right. See, but I think I think the challenge is as much tribalism, for lack of a better word, is is not just the tribalism. It's the money that's gotten involved, okay? Corruption well, lobbying follows, and corruption. Corruption and, follows money. Yeah. It just does. It's it's always... I had a friend who, you know, I used to think he was a crazy conspiracy theorist, and I sat down with him one day, and he said, Joe, just follow the money. Doubt the money for me? Some of his crazier theories didn't seem so crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you're so true in that. Uh, I signed a pledge about uh, four months ago, and that's U.S. term limits. That's all the U.S. Right. In, in Congress have term limits. That's uh, they should. House and Senate, they have it here in Florida. That way, you run for like three terms, and that's it. And your last term, you're not collecting money from the lobbyists because right. it's your last term. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So you, well. I think that, you know, one of the things we've gotten away, I know in the the state that I'm from ostensibly, New Hampshire, right? When I was a kid in school, if you were in the New Hampshire House, Senate or or House, you got paid $50 a year. It was to account for your gas. Sure. So, So you ended up with a lot of guys who were like college students who were... In the New Hampshire House, you had people who were retirees in the New Hampshire House. You had people who were, but it wasn't they only met. I mean, occasionally for a certain limited time, typically in the summers because of, you know, winter. Right. But now it's a job and they still get per diem. Well, well, here, here it is. And then uh, some. New Hampshire, live free or die, right? Mm-hmm. That's you all, okay. Um, to be in the state house in Florida, it's about $27,000 a year to do that job. And basically, you're going up to Tallahassee three times for about six weeks at mm-hmm. a time. Sometimes the governor will say, hey, come back up right. to, to, to figure out a plan, which is they're going to be doing in the next couple of weeks. $27,000 is not that much money. Right. I mean, I'm not doing it for the money. 
I'm, right. I'm, I've got $27,000. It's not $50, though. My God. Yeah, no, 50 but the, bucks. But the, so, 50 bucks, you can't even drive up to racetrack to refill. My, my, only, my only point is that any time that money follows an elected position, I mean, let's, let's face it, if you live in Washington, D.C., what what is the what does a freshman House member make? 140000 Something like that, yeah. Something like that? Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's not, I mean, you can live okay. But you're not living congressman lifestyle. Right. Well, because in DC it's expensive. You go to Georgetown or the surrounding area. So what ends up happening is it's not just lobbyists. It's it's money comes to them, comes to their family. Money I mean, you know, without naming names, we have some perfect examples of someone who has been in political position for a very long time, and as we start to track the last 30 years closely to them have been quite enriched. Mm-hmm. The average, I did a term paper on this uh, 15 years ago. That'd be last time I went job. to college. No, longer last time that was the last oh, time I okay. went to college. I, I, <laughs> I tried to. 1973. <laughs> that's a little too young, buddy. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <clears throat> So, but this term paper was all about, it was actually shocking to me because I only had a theory, but the term paper became about how wealthy congressmen are at the end. And mm-hmm. is 10 times wealthier than when they start. Democrats, on average, are 15 to 16 times wealthier than when they start. Republicans mm-hmm. are four times wealthier. One of the reasons for that, though, is Republicans in general start wealthier. Okay, they, they, you know, they're not community organizers that get elected. They're not, you know, waitresses making $27,000 a year and suddenly they're making all this money. They're more of a blue collar. Yeah, more of a, yeah, or they've worked, they've built businesses, you know, they've, they tend to, Republicans tend to be older when they're, when they're elected. Mm. And that's part of the reason too. But the point is, these guys come out. I mean, I'm just amazed that people won't look at their own tribe and say, you know, I mean, you could call me conservative, but I'm not conservative the way it's defined today, you know. And so when you look at your own tribe, if you look at somebody who never had a straight job, who was never paid more than $200,000 a year, and they spend four or eight or six or 12 years in office, and they come out and they're worth... Fifty-seven million dollars. I want that job. Hey, I want that job. What do you think I'm running? Well, hey, there's man. something wrong, right? Well, you know what, Banks? Remember the little people that got you started on on their silly little brand, podcast. Brands podcast. <laughs> couple things. Couple things, Joe. I want. I want to say, and that is, money does not vote. People vote. Okay. And two things I do as mm-hmm. a politician, and I I have started running. Um, I, my my uh, campaign day that I announced was September eighth, fourteen months before the election day. Um, two things: I meet people and I ask for money because money is what helps get the message out. Now, granted, it's not always right, but but it's a vehicle. It is. It is a vehicle. However, the bottom line is money does not vote. People vote. So this 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 position of $27,000 a year, people put hundreds of thousands <laughs> of dollars for this position. Sure. Uh, Do you remember the movie thousands. Brewster's Millions? Okay. The the question becomes he's in that run for for he's not even running, <laughs> but he's it and and at the end he says why would you spend ten million dollars for a job that pays sixty-seven thousand? You know, and and well, because <laughs> in theory it doesn't make sense, but but if your aspirations are greater and greater, your opportunity to make substantially more and more income becomes greater. Okay, in the state of Florida, four terms as a state house, right? Two terms as sen- state senate, okay? Two terms as governor. So that would either be twenty-four years, eight <laughs> years, or well, eight, no, eight, if you went eight, in eight, each yeah, job, yeah. if you went in each job, so you'll be eighty-five by the time you're done. <laughs> 
<laughs> Actually, I'd be 74. Yeah. No, no, wait, wait. You'd be the yeah. oldest governor ever elected. Because <laughs> well, uh, I'm working in round numbers. I'm thinking 60 and 24 is 84, he, oh, 85. Oh, you're right. I would be. He's, he's going to have to have a really strong lieutenant governor just in case. <laughs> hey, my dad is uh, 92. My mom is 91. Oh, oh so, you so got, you're good. You got potential. Nice. Yeah, so wow. they're, pretty, they're pretty sharp. As a matter of fact, you could come off of being governor and go straight into the Congress. <laughs> right. And you'd fit right in. Joe, Joe, Joe you and I could be like his spokespeople right. when, when, when he's when he's in the, in the governor's right. mansion. Yes, we'll be sitting out there in, in front of the mansion. Yeah. Hey, the head hey. of staff, you know. Remember, <laughs> Don't put me in front of the press corps. I'll tell you. <laughs> hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought we were supposed to have fun. Well, we're having fun. I don't know about you. It's, we're so serious. Did I say you'd have a good time? No. <laughs> You're the target. I am. Well, well, you know, I'm you in know. the middle with the bullseye. <laughs> well, somebody else in this room is considering politics. Oh, we're not going to mention who or what, but there's been some okay. talk. And it's some not grumblings. Joe. I have a criminal record. <laughs> so do a lot of other politicians, that, Joe. Well, that or keeps you not that. like mine. <laughs> oh, we, you know what? When we come back, we, we want to talk about that. Oh, God. That fictitious <laughs> other fictitious. person. <laughs> oh, boy. Interesting. Because you know what? June, I think, 21st is the, the cutoff date. Oh, is that the cutoff? Oh, okay. I'll keep that in mind. So, whoever I, that is. I still may be unconscious from my birthday party. <laughs> Again, qualifying. <laughs> you know, you know. I have to say, I, I mean, in all honesty, to Banks and everybody, my mom, when I was in high school, probably middle school and high school, worked for, worked in state government for the governor's office, worked for congressmen and senators for many years. So I am probably, at the least, skeptical of people in these federal and high state sure. positions. Um, at best, well, at best I'm skeptical. At worst, I'm probably anti, <laughs> anti-position. Because, because I've seen what happens. A lot of these guys go to, go to office as great guys, well-intentioned, and they come back absolute jerks. And with that said, we're going to break again for our sponsors. We'll see you in just a minute. Tune in. We'll be back. Market your brand and personalize your message. Brand Squad opens doors to new ideas, helping to grow your business with smarter marketing. Thousands of promotional items, thousands of ideas. Turn prospects into customers with Brand Squad's memorable promotional products. Simple marketing, effective results. We do the thinking, you do the winning. Brand Squad, on point with your promotional products. Okay, and welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, Joe. You have to give us at least 15 oh, seconds. Oh, okay. Well, that's, all right, go all right. ahead. We're back. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. If Joe. you're watching us live, you get how this works. We're going to edit for, for release tomorrow. So welcome back. Joe, Joe, what is the alternative then? I, I, I agree. You, you, you have, I mean, someone is in this room is thinking about running. I am running. You want to make life better for everybody. That's my whole thing. Correct. How do I make your life better, your life better? In a position, who who is the biggest game in town? The biggest game in town is government. They have the most Correct. amount of money. They work the slowest, though. Well, that's democracy. Right. I mean, that that's just what it is. <laughs> so, what's the alternative? Well, I think I think two things have been around forever is term limits. Okay, and I think that there should be a lifetime term limit. You're talking about if you do the eight years and the twelve years and the the eight years. Yeah, I think that you should have. I think the longest term you should be able to serve would be um, would be a total of two years in the Senate. So it's an equals of twelve years in a lifetime. Right. It prevents you from stroke from feathering your own nest. Okay. And you would you would be forced to mentor others if you wanted your ideas and your your concepts to live, you would have to mentor others behind you. That's the other thing that we're missing. Okay. There's no people who are actually in office. They, they are not mentoring other leaders. They're looking for other power brokers. And that's been the problem. Our founders, many of them went broke serving this country. Yeah. Okay. Many of them, you know, I mean, even people like, um, um, John Adams and, uh, Thomas Jefferson, we're, we're flat broke. 
you know, when when they passed away because mm-hmm. they'd given so much in the service of this country. And that was 30, 40 years after the revolution. Right. You know, the other thing is um, now we could fix campaign finance is just broken. It's just completely broken. I really believe that if you're going to run for office, all of your campaign money should come from the district you're running in. You should not be able to take money from California to win a Georgia race. You should not be able to take money from Orlando to win a Leesburg race. Okay, it's got to come from the people that you're serving. Um, And the final thing is, I think that federally, Congress should be subject to every single law they pass. They are still not subject to the same sexual harassment laws or OSHA laws everybody else is. And I just think that's wrong. Hey, 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 hey oh, real quick. Lisa, do me a favor. Um, look up the average age of a member of the House of Representatives and the average age of member of the Senate. Let's look. Federal. Federal. Fe- federal. Yep. Yep. Um, you're right. There are career politicians. And that's what you guys are talking about. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's what we're talking about. Um I'll, I'll just say it here, and I've, I've said it on the on the trail. If I don't care anymore, even during this race, if I don't care anymore, I'm getting out. I'm only right. staying in this as long as I care. I don't. I'm not in it for the money. I'm not in it for the power. I'm I'm in it to help people, make serve a difference. People, yeah, it's about yeah. making a difference. Which, which I think most people are are in it. I mean, most of us start off doing that. Well, that's that's always the 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 initial excitement of doing that, but then it becomes. People are telling you what to do, how to do what you're doing, and hey, I can help you get that. And then it becomes hands in pockets and things, and it it, it becomes something else other, other than wanting to help. See, the problem with the career politician get, and and I've done a study of some of this. You know, businessmen we tend to be motivated by money. Okay, right. politicians are motivated by power. Power. And 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 I say, and, and I mean, whether you liked President Trump or not. I don't think the guy got a fair shake his first year. And it wasn't just because of the opposite side of the aisle. It was people within his own party who inhibited him from doing things. Built their own power base and were trying to preserve their own power base. And we see this in everything from... In everything from... Um, support of Republican causes to support of Democratic causes. Um, y- you know, y- you can't honestly look at uh, look at people both on the left and the right who have used race to adhere their power and mm-hmm. not really solve. And that is politics. So I'm saying take the politics out of politics. So how would you do that? How would I do that? Uh, you ready? I'm going to start at the top. Um, in the uh, in uh, Tallahassee, create a civility caucus. Okay, and it is a group from all parties come together, and their purpose is not party or partisan, red or blue. Their purpose is the issues of the people in Florida. That's where I start. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I think, I think it's a great way to start. You, you, you know, I think that that both parties, you, you know, they always vote along party lines, and I don't believe that those people voting along party lines are necessarily agreeing with that vote. I think it's just a, a, a sheep mentality of, well, if I don't vote this way, I'm going to be an outcast, and, and, and I'm going to be, you know, just like we're going through with the Supreme Court, we have a couple of um, Republicans that are voting to, uh, you know, welcome Ms. Jackson to the Supreme Court, you know. So they're like yeah, they're, because they're defecting, they wanna, and so yeah. then they become these pariahs instead of saying, "Wow, okay, they've taken the facts, they've 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 used the facts and what they feel yeah. and made a decision." But it, it, it's almost become, and those people that are doing that, um, they they've been there longer. Well, they're a hundred you know, years old. And, Lisa, and you got that number? Yeah, the average age of the members of the House is fifty-seven point eight, okay. and the Senate uh, was sixty-three. Yeah. So I mean, but yeah. it's because of career politicians. So Sixty years you know. old, yeah. Mm-hmm. Us guys. Yeah. <laughs> so the bottom line is, us guys should be up in Washington, running the show live. Although, <laughs> do you know? I, I think though that that well, for instance, I will use the because I'm we're all in real estate. You're not in real estate. Three of us are in real estate. 
Um, and, and there is something called the Sadowski Fund. Started 30 years ago. The idea was to put, uh, and we started a tax. It's, it's the dock stamps. It's a tax that was supposed to be set aside for affordable housing so that since 1992 or 93 when it was started, we were supposed to be building housing that regular working middle class people could afford. The problem is this year is the first year in the history of the fund that they actually gave us all the money we were entitled to, which turns out by law is only half the money they collected. <laughs> uh, up until up until the last two years, they've been sweeping 60, 70, 80 percent. As a matter of fact, last year they tried to pass a law that said housing, the Sadowski Fund, would only get 20 percent permanently from this day forward now thankfully we all we all lobbied really hard and and that bill got defeated but my question to many members of the florida house has been what part of housing do you not understand your florida house it's your it's, florida it's house. house it's the sadowski housing fund and we have problems today in our market is, is you can took look at all the influences and factors but it comes down to this problem was anticipated 30 years ago and it was the people in our government that ignored it and they used it to do things like um study manatees which needed to be done but should not have come from the housing fund well they're trying to house them yeah they're trying to house them during, during the winter hibernation season maybe, maybe we should have made it simple maybe we should have called it the people housing fund <laughs> <laughs> The human fund. The human fund. Uh, Joe, every two years... Tell I get upset about this. No, no, I love this. I, I absolutely love this. 30 years. It's 30 years. And, you know, let's face it. Most of those guys up in Tallahassee, they have not been there 30 years. No. Right. Okay. Typically, Tallahassee, if you're there for eight years, okay, you're eight, eight you're stepping stone to something else. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, which is a whole other thing that seems really sad that a lot of those guys don't really care about Florida really to their core. What they care about is establishing a resume so they can run for a better office. Well, I think that's that's naturally what people do when you're hired as a dishwasher at the restaurant. You want to work your way up right. to own the place you know, and it's, that's, or own your own place. Right, but you should probably wash the dishes the best you can while well, you're yes, there, yes. you know, putting dirty oh, right, dishes right. back in the pile is not going to help you. This is the Put only, them at the bottom of the pile. This is the only place. <laughs> I know you hate the word politics, not, but nice metaphor. There. Politics <laughs> is the only job that you can do a bad job and get promoted. <laughs> yes, Joe. Every two years, you get a chance to decide who goes by voting. Right. I mean, it comes down to voting, and um, I do. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. That, that is good. But I'm not a sheeple. Now, far too many people, and, and the government has encouraged that. You know, we hear all, a lot about the mainstream media and the problems with the media, but the media is that way because they were encouraged to be that way by the government. You know, you, you want to you stop this stuff with, with Facebook and Twitter and all them? There's one easy way to stop it. Call the media companies and take away the, their 503 pr protections. 503? Is it 503? Or is it 501C? What? No, no, they oh. have protections oh, okay. protections against taxation. Well, well, see, they're trying to do that with, I believe, Disney now. Some Something. Oh, that's actually a cool subject. Yeah. yeah. That's actually a cool subject. They, when, they were, when that was approved, okay, they, you know, if you don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> Disney has a special allowance in 1967. I don't know what the name of the act is. Well, they have their own government. They have their, their own, own policies. They operate as if they have their own government. They Correct. have their own fire. They have their own police. Reedy Creek District. Uh, the Reedy Creek District. So here's the thing. In 1967, though, uh, police in the area, government in the area was notoriously corrupt. Okay. And racist. Let's face Wait it. Wait a minute. In Reedy Creek or in the surrounding area? In, in the surrounding area. Got it. Okay. Got it. it was very racist. I mean, you know, here in Lake County, we had a sheriff that was uh, in front of the Supreme Court three times for the for the disappearance of uh, voter registration workers uh, in violation Ugh. of of um, uh, civil rights. The Groveland Four. The Groveland Four and all yeah. of that stuff. Okay, mm. that that time period lasted 
I think from 1953 to 1980 when he died. He wasn't even not elected. He just died. Did he get elected after he died? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably came close. I know who so, else did. <laughs> so they gave him. <laughs> so, so they gave Disney, and Walt was a good guy, had a good reputation. The idea then was that he could probably police the parks better and cheaper. Right. So they gave him tax breaks, but the, the, the thing for the tax breaks, the motivation for the city to let him do that was he was getting these tax breaks mm-hmm. they weren't going to have to pay for fire and police and and all of those services he was going to do it all but it's become something else so that can easily be rescinded right it's not even that hard well yeah well i think it's the house and send it get the governor to write out sign off on it so of course we're assuming you know you know i i I, certain people are not going to be motivated i think it's just a, a a difficult thing when when a business entity is is forced by either its employees or the media or some other entity to say, you need to say something about this because this is an issue and you need to address this issue. You know. Um, so your argument is the employees are pushing on Disney to say something. I think they're looking. I think they're looking for Disney as as a corporation to be their voice instead of an individual. Right. making a statement. They want to hear it from the company because they're working here, and, and uh, I think that people want that. Nobody wants to speak up. Nobody wants to say, hey, this is a problem. You know, They want corporate to, to take a side. They're making corporate take a side, and I don't know that corporations should take sides in social... I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's right or wrong. I, you know, I just don't... Corporations do take sides they, in, yeah, right. in elections. I mean, they correct they donate money, and we were talking about uh, yeah, they should campaign finance. They should right. Uh, that should just be no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You were talking about real estate. Um, a thousand plus people are coming to Florida every day to live here, mm-hmm. and we have they're coming. The number one reason is because of the beautiful uh, climate we have, mm-hmm. uh, the beaches, the hills. Of that no income tax. Uh, that too. The first one though <laughs> is like we want we want to get away from the weather. If, if there's a 1,000-plus, we have to put them somewhere. So they have yes. to stay someplace. And mm-hmm. I'm, get, I'm getting to real estate here. We are going to have to develop. Development is going to happen. They're coming here because of the environment, so we have to make sure those two marry each other. And I don't know if you right. know what Groveland is doing. Groveland is very forward-thinking. Yes. They have three three programs. One is um, a dense city, and that's 10% open space. Then they have villages, which are 30% open space. And then they have hamlets, which mm-hmm. are 60% open space, which is, you know, it's uncalled. You, you very rarely hear this. And they are taking the environmental mm-hmm. preservation and the development and bringing them together to work together. Because um, w- you see, you see over in Mineola when the whole everything's gone, all the trees yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah. And we, and, we and I mean, it hurts, and it's growth. Yeah. I mean, it, you, you know, but that's where government has to step up and say, "Well, you can do this, but you're going to have to do this." You, right, you, right. You, know, see, you have to you, preserve you, something. You just can't. Or if you're taking down a bunch of trees, you need to plant them somewhere else. Right. But yeah. but here's the thing, Joe. Oh, it looks like we are taking another break to hear from our sponsors. Don't go away. We'll be right back. We got one more of these, right? And we're right back. Yep. We got as many as we need. No, no, we're gonna. We're... How many commercials do we have? Well, we're we're in That's, our. This is our last segment. That would be three. Okay. So this would be our last segment. Yeah. So you know, the, here's the thing. I was having this discussion today. 1,100 people a day are coming here. I go to these meetings, planning and zoning, and again, they don't want to approve an apartment complex because they don't want to attract people. The people are already here. One of the dumbest things I heard recently was somebody said they didn't want to allow uh, some attainable housing attached to an apartment complex that's already been approved. So the idea was these 400 units have been approved. There's this other place that wants to put attached to them. They'd worked it out with the private developer. They're going to do an additional 70 units that are set aside for people making $55,000 a year median income. Right. And their excuse was, well, we, that'll add to the traffic. And, and, and my thinking, <laughs> and, and so my point is, they're not, government doesn't put two and two together the way the rest of us do. No, they, I add two and two, man. it comes up to four. They add two and two, it comes up with 3.79654 right. squared. <laughs> Correct. Okay? 
It's, Which is they complicated. Um, so, so here's the worst part. I'll take that traffic argument. I think it's bullcrap. It's just the excuse they use, but it's a traffic argument. Is the people that can pay two thousand dollars or twenty two hundred or twenty five hundred dollars a month for an apartment? They're going to own an average of two cars. Average of two cars. All right. Those cars already been approved. They're coming. That's 800 cars on the road. Most of them not living and working in Lake County. Most of them living in Orange, working in Orange County. Do you, do you know okay. why? Hang on. Okay. So we're only talking about the 70, the 70 apartments. Okay. For people who earn $55,000, those people are going to average a half a car a family. The reason that they're putting it there is so those pe- those are the people that live and work in this community. You're not adding extra cars. Here's the best part. Those people that's going to fill those 70, if they own a car, they're living in Brooksville or Mascot. They're on the road already. Correct. So it's that, it's that concept of mm-hmm. we don't want to do this because they. sometimes you have to look. It, it all comes back down to the I want to get elected again. So I'm going to say anything I need to say. I'm going to support every dumb thing I need to say, even if it's a detriment to the area that I'm serving. Sometimes you need to look at the electorate and say, hey, this is the truth. Social Security. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or, or even taxes. Who wants to talk about raising taxes? You're talking NIMBY, not in my backyard. No, we do not want these apartment complexes coming and these people that are only making $50,000 a year. Here's the issue. In Lake County... You cannot work and live here. Correct. Exactly. You have to live in Polk <laughs> County. You have to live in Marion County. You have to live somewhere else. That is traffic. And, and I, I get your argument as far as keeping the people here working here so that they're, they're not traveling to Orlando or on 50. Okay? Um, so, yeah, that's my point. Then we'd need better paying jobs in this area <laughs> to keep well, them from traveling that's, to Orlando. Well, ultimately, that's the goal. Ultimately, that's, that's why... <clears throat> The city of Claremont has gotten involved with Lake County to develop um, the northwestern portion of the new turnpike exit Mineola to bring a tech corridor, a high-tech, right. high-paying jobs, like much like Research Parkway out at UCF, mm-hmm. because you can't keep opening up retail and trying to staff retail. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, not going to happen. It doesn't. Pay. You know, and um, you know, and manufacturing doesn't bring a lot of big paying jobs unless you're welding and you're doing these other things. Well, you know about the Kroger installation that's right, out Kroger. there. Right, Kroger. Okay, mm-hmm. so Kroger, Amazon's out there. You're mm-hmm. going to have more and more of this big industry. Right. Um, okay, but right. but again, I'm back to the somewhere somebody needs to look at reason. Okay, See, and this is part of the... I, I, I say a lot of this, I realize, goes back to the progressives took over the education system back in the early part of the 20th century. And, and we got away from what was known as liberal arts, which was at the time was defined by, by math or by um, liberty. Li- well, by liberty, <laughs> but it was defined by reason, debate, right. honest debate was so when I grew up, you had a debate club. You didn't get to pick the side. They assigned it to you. And then you had to argue that side. And sometimes you learned something because you had to argue again you had to argue for the side you didn't really agree with when the debate was over we didn't like go out and back and beat each other up <laughs> well no th- that's that's only now <laughs> that's only now <laughs> current events so so the thing that i struggle with with many of these ideas i love high paid jobs look the um, wellness way the olympias and all of this is going to be great but all of those jobs are still going to only attract people who can afford $2,200 for an apartment Mm -hmm. or afford $2,500 for a mortgage. And the big problem is we're not building enough. So you can say, I want to preserve the environment, but how much of the environment's going to get preserved when people are living out there, crapping in the woods, like hundreds of, that's where we're headed. You're You're talking homelessness and everything is connected. The, the the industry, the uh, Kroger's, the whole infrastructure is, is everything is connected, and and you can't um, you can't just look at one thing and go, this is what we're going to do with homeless, or this is what we're going to do with uh, affordable housing. They're all interconnected. So um, my right, p- but, but I, my point is, what what is the purpose of government in in this case? What 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 do you want government to do? 
frankly, I want government to get out of the way. Less regulations. Less regulations. The market always adjusts. Okay, when we we talk about pollution and and environmentalists love to say, oh, you know, the thought we fought in the 70s and the air was cleaner. Of course, that doesn't lead to their power. So in the same breath, they'll say, oh, we did a good job. The air is cleaner, but we need these rules because, you know, we need clean air and clean water. The reason the air is cleaner is because technology changed. Right. There was a more efficient way, a more affordable way to produce the things we produced other than putting smoke and toxic fumes into the air. It wasn't because of government regulations. It was because the market adjusted. Mm-hmm. People bought what was more efficient. And, and I find that the government, in an, in, an abil- in an attempt to preserve their power, makes useless rules. Okay, taxes. You brought up taxes. Yep. History will tell us if you lower taxes, you increase revenue. It's, it's not even a question anymore unless you're watching television. Okay, anybody, any economist that looks at the history of taxes will tell you. John F. Kennedy did it. FDR did it. Not FDR. Um, who replaced FDR? Was it not Eisenhower? It was, oh, don't uh, make me quiz it? on my history. Hmm? Uh, who replaced FDR? Who, who was it? Um, um, he was the one that dropped the bomb, not John. Truman? Truman. Truman. Uh, was it Truman? Carter? No. No, that was later. Anyway, so so, so somebody he, uh, when the war when <laughs> the war president. ended, it wasn't Banks because he's not elected yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when the war ended, he dropped taxes and revenues skyrocketed. Reagan did the same mm. thing. Dropped taxes, revenues skyrocket. Ushered in a time of a time of economic um, economic abundance the country had not seen ever. Same thing happened under Donald Trump when they lowered taxes. What happened in a year? All this offshore money came back. Um, you know, people's the job, the joblessness practically went away. People, more people were buying houses. They were more affordable. But still, government always thinks, oh, if I approve this tax, you know, it'll get better. Taxes are never... So it, what you're saying is less government. It's basically you're saying less government, more freedoms, correct? More freedoms, yes. Yeah. The, less but regulation? But it's, it's more basic than that. Put two brain cells together. Government, government, particularly the feds, you know, the Senate and the Congress, they have this ability to connect four dots that aren't connectable. But they'll go around 19 ways instead of connecting and seeing, you know, they'll connect four dots and they'll say that makes a tetrahedron. I'm like, no, it's a square. I don't care what you call it. I don't care what you're trying to fit into it. Right. You know, it's still a a square is still a square. You know, there are consequences to everything that we do. And they, they try to. They tell you that it's going to solve your problem, but the solutions that they have never, ever solve the problem unless you have an outlier like Donald Trump was. And and I'm using Donald Trump because he's the most famous outlier. But unless you have an outlier, somebody who doesn't fit into the system, you know, it, it doesn't their solution never actually solves the problem they want to solve. I'll go back to housing. Perfect example. Right. Economic crash. The market was horrible. Florida led the nation in foreclosures. To of course, 2008, 2009. Yeah, 2008, 2009. Yeah. But the reason was not because there was anything wrong with our market. Okay? The only thing that was wrong with our market in 08 and 09 was fear. The reason we led the nation in housing foreclosures was because we led the nation in second and third homes. So if you live in Detroit and your tile business is half what it was the year before, you're going to pay the mortgage of the house you live in and default on the one you vacation in. You vacation in. Right. Government changed several, but because there were so many foreclosures on the market, the government changed several rules Mm -hmm. about foreclosures. One of them used to be, it was a great rule, left over from the 30s. If you had a fork, if a bank had a foreclosure, they had to put it on the open market as an individual transaction, and only owner occupants could take a whack at it the first 15, 30 days. The other thing that they changed was before 2012, if you were buying a foreclosure and you were a business and you bought a hundred of them, you had to put in a hundred offers, a hundred closings, a hundred transactions, a hundred inspections. 
they changed that and allowed bundling. And it may have been a solution at the time, but, but what they did was they didn't limit that. Okay, here's the worst part. They allowed the bundles to be sold to the same guys who brought us bundling of mortgages and caused the whole meltdown <laughs> problem in the first place. Again, right, right. Dude, why do you trust the guy that just screwed the whole nation? It, it just didn't make sense. A reasonable person would have said, hey, Bob, I love you, but, you know, we're not giving you another billion-dollar shot. Yeah. I'm sorry. You stole from us, and that's just the way. It, and when I say... Less government. I don't even want less government. I just want them to start thinking again. I think you need to run for office. Yeah, well, again, we're back to Joe has an extensive <laughs> criminal record. All right. They're not going to elect me as dog catcher. Joe, Joe, <laughs> I have, um, I have uh, two cards. I, okay. I believe in choice, okay? All right. Um, one is uh, my dog is Buddhist, and the other one is uh, perfume the world with basil. Which one would you like? Perfume the world with basil. There you go. That's my card. And then you turn it around and you, there you see go. who I am. Uh, and I gave both of them to you. So what so, does that mean? Yeah, I mean, is, is, your, that is mean? your dog Buddhist? You're, you're apolitical. <laughs> what does this mean? I, mean I, was, I was staring at the cards and I'm like, his dog is Buddhist. What what really does that mean? Does he just sit around all day and, and, and you know, uh, <laughs> Maybe he's like a big fat you know. pug and he just looks like a big Buddha. And who is basil? Is this some, like, English guy who no, smells no, it's good? No, food. It's oh, not basil. You know that. Yeah. You're Italian. It's a spice or seasoning. All right, so this is what happens. When, when they see this, I, I hand this to them. They, they, most people, don't, like like you, you right. don't know what to think. And I, more, more than not, they're going to turn it over and look at the card, the right. real card oh. part of it. So. And then it sparks conversation because they're like, what does this mean? The <laughs> other thing I was thinking about doing is wearing my name tag upside down. Well, well speaking of, of, of what does this mean, I'm name Banks. Uh, were your parents Bonnie and Clyde? And just because their love of robbing <laughs> banks, they, they gave you that name. Where, where, where did Banks come from? It's uh, my mom's maiden name. Oh, okay. All right. So, Great. So, yeah. My, my real name is Eric with a K. Banks. Helfrick. Uh, gotcha. And then when I moved to Claremont, I changed it to Banks. Uh, running for office. Banks Helfrick. And you can do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, because it's... Cause it's it's a it's an odd name, so it's very recognizable right. when people go to the voting booth. Cause, I always cause thought Helfrick, it was your last like, name. I just like thought you went by I, don't know. I can't find it, but banks, banks sticks in. <laughs> right, you know? right. Yeah. Like Rose, Rose sticks in. You know? And I will agree with point. you that, that meeting people is the way to get elected, particularly for for smaller office. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I, you know, a lot of our politicians have, have gotten so used to an ad, you know, or, or you know, they get used to the those things propelling them that they don't actually meet people. So that's, you're, you're at least listening to people. I do have a, a recommendation about your name tag, though. Sure. Don't wear it upside down. Wear it sideways. When people oh, say, oh, do you know it's sideways? They say, yes, and so am I. <laughs> and that'll lead you right into your apolitical oh, nice. uh, there you go. But do you know why I wear it in the middle? I wear it in the middle because not right, not left, forward. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, okay. God. Although you're a little like left that. right now. Oh, am I? Well, <laughs> you're cocked I'm one way or the other. Towards him, <laughs> so I am a, a little more right, I think. Well, well you know, as, oh. as, we, as we wind up every show, we, we, we each um, take a minute or two and we. Uh, it's called the shameless plug. It's called the shameless the plug. So so you're going to go last because because you, you, you'll you watch us do our shameless plugs. And this is our marketing minute. We call right. it the shameless plug. I go have ahead. two. Oh, well, we're going to let, let, well, you have two. let That's the okay. beautiful Miss Lisa on, Hang start. on a second. Let me just, uh, I got, I've got technical issues here. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm Ken Rose with Minuteman Press. We design, print, and promote you. If you need some printing done, if it has to go on paper, uh, cardboard, signage, posters, uh, even, even uh, vinyl for your outdoor banners, give me a call. We're, we're right here in, in Claremont, 304 Mohawk Road, 352-394-7770. We are the only printer in town that turns things the same day without an upcharge. So Minuteman Press and passing the torch down the uh, corner there. I'm going to let Miss Lisa go. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, we're not editing that. Hey, everyone. I'm Lisa Rose with Brand Squad. I have two... Uh, specials this week. First one are cool letter openers. Um, it's a cool way to get your name out there. It's one thing that more than likely people will use, reuse again. Um, I mean, I, I personally have one from, I should have one of my own, but I have one from another <laughs> business. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, but these are, you get 250 of them for 71 cents a piece. There is a one-time setup of $40 plus, uh, of course, um, shipping and sales tax 
But this one, speaking of real estate, this is a great one. Um, I just did one of these. I, I don't have her actual picture. I asked her for a picture of it, but I have not gotten a response yet. Um, but this is just a uh, 18 by 24 full color metal yard sign. Uh, it's 8260. And she also bought three sign writers because she was thinking ahead. Uh, one says sold, one says pending, one says for sale. Um, those are 6 by 24 which fit down on the bottom down here. They are 1770 each. Um, and both material is made of a 3 millimeter white aluminum composite. Setup charge uh, $25. Shipping was 30 So she was all in for the sign and three sign riders, full metal, uh, for two hundred one ninety five, um, So not a bad deal. Anyway. Thank uh, you, not man. a bad deal. And as you know, that I represent uh, Remax Titanium. Uh, I'm a full-time realtor. I tell people all the time I'm a plain vanilla realtor. It means I specialize in personal residential real estate. Okay. My tip for today is have a plan. Okay, we talked before about when you start the process, you got to have a mortgage. If you're going to buy a house, you need a mortgage. This even goes if you're going to sell a house. You got to start looking at what a mortgage, what your mortgage is going to be when you look. So the tip today is then you got to have a plan of where you're going to go. Some people that's into a rental, some people that's into something short term, some people it's into the Winnebago that's in the in the yard. <laughs> At Joe's giggle, house. But it's true. Um, or, or what is your plan for getting a house before you sell or at least while you sell? If you have questions about that, go ahead and give me a call, 352-360-8387, or you can find me on email at onejoenos at gmail.com. Joe knows, yes. You're up, man. It's thank all you. about you now, man. Thank you. Lisa, thank you. Joe knows. Thank you so much. Uh, accessibility. The number is 22,221. Random number. Total random number. <laughs> That's the amount of people that I want to meet on this campaign. All right? Wow. And, and you guys That's a lot are, of cups of coffee. How far are you going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you all are... Uh, 6,432. All right. I'm, that's, a wow. made up that's a made-up number, too, by the way. <laughs> wow. I'm honored to be made up. It's, it's, <laughs> it's assess being accessible, and that's something that we alluded to early about being in front of people, talking to people, getting to meet them. I will not know what is in your mind or what you think unless I come and, and, and give you my time. I don't know what's in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so do we want to know what's in your mind? What are you running for? Yeah. How can people find you? Okay. Let them know. Okay. Uh, um, my name is Banks Halfrick. I'm running for State House uh, 25, District 25. And uh, reach out to me uh, on bankshalfrick.com. Uh, and uh, Banks Half uh, actually elect banks for Florida House um, at gmail.com. So. And actually, one more thing. I think Banks was completely right. We've said this here before. It's easy to get twisted up about a lot of the things going on in the world but the real truth is if you are struggling with anything about this country whether you're on the left right or in the middle the only way you really have to influence is go exercise your vote it is the unique thing that makes you american so no november 8th november 8th register right, early everybody have a have a great week and we'll see you next week on the joe no show bye-bye and i love you bye-bye